What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This week, we're back with our 99th episode, talking about the UFC Song versus Gutierrez card going down from the UFC Apex. Just a small 11-fight card. This was supposed to go down in uh, China or Singapore, I believe, and you know couldn't couldn't uh, work the details out, and they moved. You, you, you feel bad for them, right? You you shed some tears on that one. I do, I do, yeah. Those, you do. the but, but we missed again, out. We missed out on the road to UFC, guys. So I will say that. You know, I don't know. I, I feel like last time there were some good fights. I didn't catch them. I didn't watch them, like the Mark Kamiko mm. or whatever it was. But yeah, that would have been a good showcase. You know, that's big. But oh, yeah, I did miss most of those. But um, the same thing happened last time. They were supposed to do an mm. event in Korea, and then it ended up happening at the Apex. So. Don't know what's going on there. Um, Got Dana, some log- yeah, logistical issues over in Asia, I guess. Um, Dana needs anyway, to hire more Asians. How are we doing this week, Ozzy? How how was last week? It's good. It's um, you know, last week, um, you know, Sean Brady came through as my biggest bet. Unfortunately, I flip flopped on my opinion on the on un- the under in the main event, and then I talked myself into that fight going later because of some information and I was doing a little math and it didn't work out. So that basically made my uh, vet not profitable. Um, but you know, some, some, some good prop hits, but mostly I think that one, what was the other, the one of the pick or figure didn't end up playing Figueredo, but that was a good fight. That was an okay fight as well. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a good card. Austin delivered a lot of violence and, great card. Uh, and yeah, great card. I, I love it. Great card entertainment wise. Um, I would say pretty bad uh, for my for my bets. You know, definitely some bad ones. Um, Guida, Guida decision. I, I feel very, very good about those bets. Those were real, real close. Could have won, um, but just, you know, he just didn't dig deep enough in the third round there. But, I mean, we had... We oh, had I had Horde. Good... Horde, Horde, Horde oh. lost. What, that ended up being a split or no? Was it a split? Yeah, it was yeah, a I think split. So, right? Yeah, I mean, she just... I thought she was going to be able to get to Veronica Hardy earlier. Like, that third round was what how I thought... Um, the maybe all three rounds would have gone, but at least two of them. And then, but when she got that takedown in the second round, she really didn't do much in there. You got to drop some elbows on these girls. Like, what are they doing from on bottom? Just, just you know, pound them out for lack of a better way to put it. Um, but yeah, you know, fair for L, but you know, a lot of CLV wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of finishes. They gave out, I think, eight bonuses, a couple of slam knockouts. The Brundage Oof. knockout was funny. The Brundage uh, one. Oh, we said MMA novice. Uh, look at that. I mean, Selecki, not an MMA novice. I fuck with you, Joe, but maybe you should have let That armbar was just like, he he shouldn't have chased the back so early, but that was a bad bad break. But um, Zach Reese is just so funny because Brundage is, the thing with you, what you also shouldn't do is when you have that triangle, then what people also do, the bottom guy, is they like hook on to the guy's arm that they have in the triangle and they use that as like a lever to fucking like, it's like a one of those, uh, like a roller coaster, whatever, physics, but you know, to help you, to help pick them up and slam them down, you know? What you should honestly do is just extend away, like, uh, like, uh, drive your legs away. And, and even if you want to keep the triangle, right? Like knees away from your chest. Um, so he, they can't really pick you up and whip you down like that. Um, you want to be like stiff, like like plankton, not plankton. Like uh, what, what's the uh the Ed, Ed and Eddie? Right, right. Uh, I don't know. The plank, yeah. just plank. I think it was plank. Yeah, <laughs> plank. Like that. You um, want to be just stiff as a fucking board, and then they won't be able to pick you up and slam you that violently. 
I just don't know. I mean, he got lifted up in the air and like his facial expression, none. He was completely unconcerned with being slammed despite being. That was a great one, though. I love that one because like Brundage like jumped into like that one is cooler than the Joel Selecki one, in my opinion, because the Joel Selecki one is like almost like you're just, you know, like a guy's on your arm and, you know, a kid is on your arm. You just slam him onto the floor like a monster. That one was like a more like a pro wrestling, like a like. That one was just great. Yeah. And uh, immediately done. But I mean, top to bottom, Jared Gooden. Minus 250 for that guy, though, is categorically insane. If you bet that man, what are you doing? That makes, like, no sense, logically. Like, zero sense. That was crazy. Um, Bellotto and Pateria went to war. That was a real fight of the Mm -hmm. night. Definitely a real fun one. But yeah, just, uh, oh, then Bobby Green just getting absolutely ears taken off. No comment. No comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt Brown made a comment. Did you see this? He said uh, he was like, um, I mean, if that was me, I would want that referee re- rather than one who stops it early, you know, for sure. No, and, then, and, and then in the same quote, he goes, yeah, I mean, it was obviously horrible and it was, it was super late and it was hard to watch. Uh, but I would prefer that referee over an early stop. And I was like, yeah. Jesus. I mean, the, I mean, I understand fighters when they say that because like, referees they are annoying sometimes so like you're kind of like i wait like i rather referee that don't do shit like i don't even hear them like for example i had this one fight where you could throw strikes on the ground a few first few you couldn't and i was i threw a few shots and the guy's like don't hit him in the back of the head no shots i'm like i didn't fucking i wasn't even close to him this like this guy i haven't even seen the back of his head yet like what are you talking about um so it's like shut up like but so that's that's matt brown's opinion but yeah that was bad Enough about last week. We're gonna get into this. That with the Trey Ogden one though was that's some bad refing doing in the last. Very inconsistent. Very inconsistent. Yes. (laughs) So we got eleven fights. We are in the apex. Mm -hmm. We're starting things off in the bantamweight division in the main event. Song Yudong taking on Chris Gutierrez. Song Yudong big favorite minus three seventy. Gutierrez plus two ninety five. So I don't really hear many people talking about this one. I I kind of think that. Everyone assumes that Song is going to win fairly easily, and I don't see a, a whole lot of, of reason to disagree. You know, I think the small cage favors Song here, where Gutierrez, if he could have a bigger cage for his movement and, you know, his, his lateral movement game and his in-and-out striking, I think that would be good for him. But I just don't I don't see how he's going to stop the buzzsaw that is Song Yudong. I mean, Song's, I think, going to walk him down. I think he's going to land hard punches. He's going to do good stuff from the clinch. I'm excited to see these guys, you know, uh, strike with each other at distance. I think it could be competitive at times, but with the power difference between the two, just so in favor of Song Yudong, I see it being real, real difficult for Gutierrez to win this one. I think he's probably going to need to just find like a crazy knockout if he wants to win, because he's certainly not taking him down in the Civet and Gutierrez doesn't grapple at all. And I think with the, the firepower difference, with how aggressive and high output Song can be at times, how good he looked in this first five round fight against uh, Ricky Simone, uh, I just don't see him winning this, a decision, and I think these odds are probably about correct. So I think Song wins this one pretty easily. Uh, any thoughts for you or bets here? Yeah, you know that Dong talk, and um, yeah. So I guess they were putting, uh, <laughs> I guess they're putting this fight together to headline that card over there in China. Um, and they just kept it together. But honestly, I'm not even sure it happens, dude. I don't know. Call it, call it a, you know, a hunch, but. Look into the fight. I mean, I feel that song, he's got very good timing when he comes in on, on his strikes. 
Uh, he completes combos, so he's not really a that big of a risk to uh, be countered that often, in my opinion. Um, but it could be a case where obviously this guy's got crazy leg kicks, right? He's got you know amazing leg kicks. His shins are probably made of steel, um, and he throws them from both stances and uh, and all that. But I feel that if Song uh, gets his timing and sits down on the punches and is able to pursue uh, Gutierrez, I don't think Gutierrez lasts five rounds. Um, but I, I think we could see some grappling here from Song Yedong. If the leg kicks are a factor, uh, I don't think that he will not go, like I think that he will go for takedowns as like the backup plan. It won't be a oh, you know, stay on the end of the kicks and you know get beat up and stuff like that. I, I do think he would switch. Um so so the fight definitely could go longer just because of the movement, but I'm not investing in it, honestly. But, Here's a but, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Fight to go the distance, yes, minus one oh five, no minus one twenty five. What's your pick? I would take uh, no. I would take no as well. Um, it's 145 on BOL and 125 still on DK. I think that's the only way I'd be looking to play the fight is uh, the under or, you know, the fight doesn't go the distance. Because so the I four do... and a half, what, what is the four and a half price? It's uh, it's only on you... one book minus one. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I do think Song probably finds a knock in the third, fourth, or fifth. So um, not too good of a main event. Co-main event, also, uh, Anthony Smith's in it, so you can make your own conclusion if it's a good fight or not. Smith versus Roundtree here. Odds for this one, Roundtree minus 224, Anthony Smith plus 189. Your turn to start this off. Yeah, so um, I don't really see this fight coming. Obviously, they had uh, Azamat. Asimat, Merzikhanov, whatever, uh, fighting. Right, he was fighting uh, Khalil instead. So I, I guess uh, Anthony, Anthony Smith wasn't really preparing for a fight, but I figured he said maybe, hey, before then in a year, get get this one in. Um, you know, I could see him throwing some shots that could um, be bo- bothering Khalil overall. But with the kick game that he has and the fact that his takedown game isn't really that developed, I do feel that obviously he could maybe outgrit uh Khalil um in like a third round similar to what he did to uh to Ryan Span. But I mean Khalil has been a little bit more calculated, but I mean I don't like the guy overall. I faded him against uh Dawkins, so I ate an L there. So I'm not really supporting him, but I just Anthony Smith, like the like the, the the everything around him about him, I just don't like. So I'm not ever really looking to support him. Bet him at the betting window. Um, obviously, he's got a grappling edge here, maybe cardio and conditioning stuff, but he's taken a lot of damage, man. So I don't really like, and we saw his last fight where his face, like his face got fucked up. I don't know what happened to him, why he went down and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm going to just pass in this fight as well. I'll probably pick Khalil, but I could definitely see Anthony Smith taking him down or hitting him with a big shot and, and winning the fight. Yeah, I mean, I think Smith does have a little bit more left in the tank than we gave him credit for last fight because he did win the first round, get dropped in the second round, and he did rally back pretty well to to win that fight. But I mean, it's against Ryan Spann, who just you know can't push the pace, and he he's not a good fighter of his own. So I think that was like an okay win from him. But in this fight, I just 
think he's going to have to really press the grappling if he wants to win. A, a thing that I noticed, Khalil Roundtree in, has been taken down in four UFC fights. He's lost all four of them. And he's, you know, eight and two in fights where he's never been taken down. So I don't think Anthony Smith is a good enough of a striker to win this fight without takedowns. So if he comes in with the right game plan to, to hit some takedowns, I, I think he could. Uh, pull this one off but he's almost certainly going to be a better live bet because i don't think he's going to come out urgently wrestling in round one and i think khalil should have enough to stop the takedowns in round one it's a khalil can slow down though in the later rounds. so if smith gets beat up a little on the feed he realizes it's not working let me change things up and go to the ground i could see that working for him so um i would advise waiting for a live bet on smith if you like him and maybe look to play smith sub two three at some you know insane odds i'm sure um but yeah, pretty pretty gross fight. I think Khalil should win it, and uh, I'm almost never bet interested in betting Anthony Smith. So I would say try to find some sort of proper live bet on Smith instead of the pre-fight. That's going to take us to the next fight in the Bantamweight division, a short-notice fight thrown together here. It was supposed to be Sumu Darji taking on Alan Nascimento. I actually laid some juice on uh, Nascimento, Ozzy, minus 250 right before that got canceled, unfortunately. They brought in Tim Elliott on short notice. My still does feel bad? No, no, it's just a little fun little tidbit. Um, this fight was supposed to happen, I think, a year and a half ago. I remember betting Elliot, I think, plus 150. And now he's coming in here on short notice, uh, less than a week's notice, and he's the favorite. Um, so, crazy. You know, Sue is coming off his second ACL surgery, I believe. His last fight against Schnell, you know, one of the fights of the year in 22. You saw that one in person. Yeah, I did. Uh, stands out as probably the craziest fight I've ever seen live. And Sue, you know, he's young. He's what I would say 27 or something. But man, two knee surgeries at this age already. Uh, and all was already coming off a layoff before that. So he had one fight in January of 21, one fight in uh, July of 22. So this will be only his um, second fight in almost three years here. So uh, why are you pocket watching? He doesn't cast the checks. So. Um, t- t- Sue is just a bad grappler. You know, he he got double legged real early versus Matt Schnell. Um, he he gave up his back early on in that one, and I think that he's just Hold not on. reliable. Who oh, was yes. Sue supposed to fight? He was supposed to fight Nasty Mental the whole time. Yes. yes, he was supposed to fight a grappler, which is which is not bad for him. He was supposed to fight a grappler, and now he's fighting a way worse grappler in in Elliot. And Elliot um, is not trustworthy. He's no, just not. No. He just not. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he somehow he was winning the scorecards versus Mokayev, but um, you knew he wasn't going to win. You knew yeah. he wasn't going to win. You just knew. Yeah. I just don't think, um, you know, short notice. We he, we've seen some more cardio issues from Elliot in, in recent years, and I just think that he's that's probably not a good factor for him, especially because his game plan is going to rely on a lot, a lot of takedowns. I don't think Sue's just going to, you know, get taken down one time and be flat there for the whole round. I think he will probably work up and on the feet, you know, the, the, the quick Southpaw striking of Sue is probably going to give Elliot problems, especially with that, you know, hands down style. He has those bullshit leg kicks he throws in. So mm-hmm. man, Elliot, Elliot should win the fight prime versus prime Elliot is way better and he does have the style the wrestling to exploit Sue here but on short notice with how Elliot's looking lately I don't know man I, this is not a spot where I'm, I'm looking to lay juice Tim Elliot's record by the way guys is 8 and 11 in the UFC over uh, over 11 years so uh, 
uh, pretty difficult to stay in the UFC for 10 plus years with a losing record, but somehow Tim has managed to do it. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I hope Tim wins, but no investment for, for me here. Yeah. Overall, you know, I look at this fight and I'm like, man, I definitely want to fade Tim Elliott. I get him, you know, plus money. I definitely want to fade this guy. But then it also is understandable when you're like, um, you obviously feel better knowing that Sue can't really grapple or he has shown that he doesn't grapple well. And you got Tim Elliott, who he, obviously he pushed the grappling against, what's his name, Victor. Um, he did okay against Mankayev, I guess. But he's super lazy on the feet sometimes, like he said, hands down, doing all this bullshit. And Sue's long, long as hell, crazy long for, for 125. Now he doesn't need a cut to 125, which has to be brutal for the guy. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know how much he's weighing and stuff like that, but that's definitely not a fun weight cut. And uh, and I feel like Tim Elliott, he just, like, sometimes he, he bites off more than he could chew. He acts like he's the best fighter ever, and this, that, and the third. He's He's got a little Charles Johnson at him, bro. So I'm picking um, Suma Darji as well but what he's like is it under plus 110 now i i think i saw plus 115 is that still the case or? yeah plus 113 i see some books Fandle has a has a 130 got you so i just mentioned this when i say like i don't i wouldn't uh recommend it at plus 110 like we need to get some we got to get better than pick them you know we, we don't want the book to be at pick them against us so they got the we under get like two and a half at plus 140. That means the fight to knock over the distance will be plus money as well. I, I mean, I think both these guys are are, are liable so, to finish so, each other in the realm. So Madarji is going to win. I just decided it. So Madarji is going to win, load up. So he's going to knock, knock him out? I, I think, yeah, I think I think there will be some knockdowns on the from Sumidarji in this fight. He's coming yeah. back. He's coming back with a vengeance. Maybe like soon no scorecards would be a good way mm. to play it. Yeah, that's um, not out yet, right? Yeah, it's not out. No. Moving on to the lightweight division, Nasrat Hackbrass, Jamie Malarkey. I, I can't stand either of these guys. I just don't Malar- like the way they fight. Nasrat minus you 183. You turned on Malarkey? You turned on oh, Malarkey. a while ago. A long time ago. Malarkey plus 150. I mean, after he robbed our boy John McDessey, uh, McDessey, you know, got his walking papers getting robbed. Uh, John McDessey is never my friend. John McDessey Mac- is never my McDessie friend. McDessey got, <clears throat> got robbed on the scorecards and got robbed by the Australian taxes uh, for that fight. So I don't give a um, fuck. Let's see. It is uh, your turn to start this one off. Give us your thoughts. Minus 183, Nasrat plus 158, Malarkey. My lock. Yeah, I mean, so when I first saw the 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 prices, I was like, oh man, I like I kind of like Malarkey here, even though the Magdasi, um, which is a trait that a lot of these karate guys, Taekwondo, whatever the fuck Korean martial art they did, or Japanese or Chinese, uh, want to include everybody. Um, they're just tough to fight sometimes with the distance and what they do. I don't know. All right, so I don't I, honestly, I don't really give that much credence that fight. I say T word, but. Nazra, I did watch that Atlantic Quinones fight, and I had to watch that because I think I might have missed it live. I think that was like a when I say bathroom break fights, I, this is truth. Like I'm not you know messing around. So that was my bathroom break fight, but that was an interesting fight overall. Or, like, or it was a social life card. You've been having a lot of those this year. A social maybe, life card. You're just maybe. out and about living. Maybe, um, allegedly. Uh, but when you think about when you think about that fight, you're like, man, like, yeah, did Nazareth look good? Like he was, he was in the fray. 
You know, he was in the fire. He was in the crucible. He was exchanging shots. He was taking shots. There was a lot. I, I think there was like over 300 significant strikes landed there. Um, and he was like changing stance. And he looked like, you know, he looked pretty good there. He looked like a, I'm a, like a MMA fighter. He looked like, you know, a tough guy. But the dude landed Kinyonish just doesn't have power on his strikes. I feel that, you know, malarkey for whatever one of people want to say, like, if he lands on you, it, it's going to, you know, it, it's going to hurt overall. Like, man, that's, he's hard to hit. He's like a little fucking ferret, little mole rat. It's hard to hit him, dude. He, he he's, he's crafty. He knows how to move. He's been in all these striking, you know, displays all his life. Like, Nazrat, he starts doing this. Oh, I think I'm Dustin Poirier. I'm switched stance. I'm, I'm TJ Dillashaw. Uh, 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 you know, I'm a boxer. Not, no, man, he might get clipped here. So I think the the move on uh, Malarkey is sharp, but it is very possible for Malarkey to look big, big underdog, like for this guy to like just get knocked out pretty quick. But, dude, I still believe in Malarkey. I still believe in Malarkey. So I'm going to pick Malarkey. But we want, we still, we don't want to bet him now. We want people to. The, the believers on Nazrat to go in on him, and then maybe we get like a back into like the plus like 170 region. But I think this is a winnable fight for Malak. Yeah, it should um, be competitive. It should be a competitive decision. It's going to go to decision. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Uh, I think minus two something, minus 220. Yeah, um, I wouldn't and, play that. I wouldn't play that. I think that I think that's fine, man. I really do because mm. I mean, Nasrat, uh, we just saw Quinones come straight it's a off. lot of juice. He came off a of losing on tough yep. and then went into, went into just his first fight against Na- uh, Nasrat and he mm-hmm. ate like a hundred punches to the head. And I don't think he right. was ever in that close to danger to be knocked out. I think he got dropped one mm-hmm. time, but Nasrat just doesn't hit very hard. And I think that Malarkey's, Malarkey's also tough remember, in the head. Don't you Go remember? Mal- well, yeah. When Malarkey got his like jaw broken by Jalen Turner, dude, but your jaw, literally, your chin is not the same after that. Yeah, we saw that Legitimate. versus Naimov. But, but not, like, mm. Naimov, I mean, he hit him with, like, a big, like, winding up punch. I mean, Nasrat's punching style is he's throwing, like, 70% behind all of his strikes. So, no, I just, no. I think he's going to be able to absorb the shots on the feet. I think that Malarkey, even if he gets him on the ground, I don't think he's going to find a finish. I think he's very conservative with his top position once he gets it. and. I think it is malarkey or pass here. Definitely not interested in laying this 65% juice on Nasrat. And, you know, malarkey with the takedown, you know, could cover this price really easily. One takedown, and he could look, uh, you know, like the like the side in this fight. Proof. So, um, Good point. I don't I don't fault anybody for taking a shot on malarkey. I'm just not not interested. I, I, I don't. I don't like the guy, but I, I don't mm. I don't knock anybody taking taking a dog shot on him. Um, you mentioned earlier in the week Malarkey submission that, and our boy Sean Noor has called it a money pit. That is so true. Your boy, so, your your so many, boy, your so many, boy, our boy. So many your fights boy. has has his sub been like, oh, that's that could happen, but he just never like when, like when, like Prado. He took him down. Nobody bet. Times. Nobody bet on that, bro. Come on, no, man. no, I'm Prado sure fight. they did. I'm sure they Care. did. That um, one, come on. But, uh, Turner, uh, maybe. Okay, here, here we go. Our Not boy, Turner, Chad. Uh, our boy, Chad. Yeah. No doubt okay. about that. Uh, shouted out that he bet Malarkey plus three and a half. I think that's a good way to play this. I think uh, he should win a round. Why are you giving this guy game. credit? Why are you giving this guy credit? That's a good bet. The guy's, the guy's a good... Uh, you, well, good what? What is he? A uh, good what? Good, good human being. Okay. Um, yeah. 
Anyway, main card, last fight on the main card, Premier Division, Andre Muniz, Junyun Park. Park favored, minus 162. Muniz, dog, plus 142. So this is an amazing fight. Not only is it a Premier Division fight, but it's also a Junyun Park fight. The Iron Turtle is seriously one of the most electric fighters in all of the UFC right now. Seven and one in his past eight fights. This guy is just... He just wins fights. He wins fights. You saw that. You saw that post fight dance in his last one. I, I, I literally replayed that about eighteen times. No, that joke. was amazing. And I was I was trying to practice that. I was trying to practice. You see that video of that that viral video of that dude that that he does that like that that like hip thing that he like moves his hips in like that crazy fashion and then after he's like wow like that that's like his only move. I was mm. trying to build up like if that's Young Young Park's only move, um, that's a showstopper. I'm gonna need that link to that so-called viral video, but um, yeah, I'm gonna put in the comments. Park has rear naked choke three people in a row, and mm. the thing about Park in this fight is that he can be taken down, he can have his back taken. That's happened to him in several of his fights. However, uh, he hustles on bottom. He does not accept bottom. He always is trying to work his way back up to the feet, and Power I think bottom. that means that. If Muniz takes him down in round one here, uh, he might control him for a little bit. Uh, but I think there's a good chance Park is looking to stand up. He's exerting energy. He's making Muniz work. And we know that when Muniz has to work, he does not fare very well. He likes fights nice and easy. Uh, we've only seen him go late in fights, I think, two times in the UFC. Once versus Arroyo, which was a sloppy shit show of a fight. And then mm. a fight versus Dryer Hall, which he backpacked in for all three rounds. That was actually... Probably his most well-rounded performance. Other than that, though, he's, been su- he's been subbing guys in round one. And as we saw in that last Paul Craig fight, man, when the, the going gets rough in round two, he does not really gut fights out very well. So I think that uh, once this one hits round two, it heavily favors Junyun Park. I think round one, he's going to be in a bit of danger. I think he might get taken down. But realistically, minus 162. Um, Anything under two to one is probably the side on Park. I'm I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to be jumping in on the money line or just playing uh, some sort of two, three decision uh, variant on Park or just waiting a, a live bet him, though. I mean, uh, you know, I think Park uh, is going to inevitably win the fight. He just might have a tough go of it early on. So uh, Park round two, round three finish will be the pick. And I hope the Iron Turtle keeps it rolling. And if he manages to uh, to rear naked choke Andre Muniz for the fourth are these guys ranked? choke in a row, are these guys ranked? Muniz was. I don't know if he is anymore. Uh, Jamie, Jamie, pull that up. Go ahead, go ahead. You go on your on this fight. Um. Yeah. So interesting fight. I mean, I feel like this fight kind of had to happen because I'm like, if you're a sane human being and you fight in the UFC middleweight division, there is no way you want a contract with Jung Young Park's name on it. You do not want that. Those are problems you do not want to have um, because the guy is just well-rounded, like I said last time. If he was a sumo wrestler, he would be like, if you guys ever read Blank or Outliers and stuff like that, the guy just does the thing that you need to do to win. And he just figured it out. I don't know how, how long it took him, what his birth year is. Maybe this is his, his year. I don't know. You know, sometimes Asians maybe develop a little a little slower in this, uh, you know, uh, uh, pot that is the ultimate fighting championships and MMA overall. But the guy just, he hit, when he's on his feet, he's probing those jabs, you know, keeping his range, right? Lining up that right hand. And he's got a devastating straight right cross. Right, Merchant, right? Like the guy. His jab think, is nasty too. 
Oh, his jab is disgusting. But when he wants to start throwing power shots, you don't want to be kind of like running away from those and stuff like that. Like, I mean, this guy is deadly on the feet. Like, he is legit on the feet. And a lot of these guys, like Andre Muniz, sometimes, like I said last week about, um, I forget who, some, some of these uh, jujitsu guys want to play patty cake with you on the feet. And I know position how this is what happens when you start is tough. You don't, you know, you kind of want to have your hands open so you could like grab a necktie or a wrist control or some of this bullshit um, underhook. Um, but you need to close these fists and throw these, you know, these hands. Um, and Andre Muniz is just not good at that. What his main thing is, he throws a jab and then he throws a cross. And when he throws a cross, he kind of like ducks down over his leg and he, he looks to kind of like just fall into a double leg. And I just feel that that shouldn't fucking work. And now that the line has come in, obviously, I, I think maybe I can understand the bets before. But now at this point, I got Jung Young Park here all day into Sunday. Um, and I think it's going to be a good fight for him. I think he could potentially finish his later in this small cage. But Andre Muniz is a good staller. He will stall positions. So I'm not going to invest in anything on that side. But I'm taking the money line pre-fight for sure. I'm in. Give Sounds me more. Ne- neither neither are ranked. Muniz is bounced from the rankings after his Give last me game. more. Give me and more. We're going to move to the prelims now. First fight on the prelims is uh, Song Kanong taking on Kevin Jusset. Got a nice welterweight striking matchup here. Odds for this one, Jusset minus 130, Song plus 110. A lot of Song action. Uh, Jusset was in the minus 200s less than a week ago, and all the action is coming in on Song here. So what do you think about that line movement? Holy shit, holy shit. Um. Okay, yeah, so... Same thing as the last fight where uh, the underdog has come in. Um, I see the traits. You know, I was on. I think you you joined as well on Song Kanon in his last fight against Bedoya. We were like, hey, or I was at least like, hey, this is a in, you you were on Song as well. Anyone would would oppose, but we're like, hey, this is insane. Like this guy Bedoya, who like who is he? Like this is Song Kanon, and he's and it was in Asia as well, right? It was in Singapore or, or no? Where was that fight at? I think it was. I, it was. I think Singapore. it was international. Right, that was an international one. We pointed out this guy's only, you know, won all his fights when they they've been over there. This side and the third, he looked good. Honestly, he he picked his shots pretty good. But overall, I'm just on the juice train, as you can see. I don't think I've, I'm not sure if I picked the underdog yet, but I will not pick this underdog either. I got Kevin Juice. He said. You know, minus I think anything under like minus 145, minus 150 is good long-term wager. Here, I, I just feel that overall song, he kind of just is waiting a little bit too much nowadays. I feel like if you could come with a varied approach, especially the grappling element, which I do think that Juice could uh put, put out there. If you look at Song Kanon, he does have submissions. But if you're a wiki capper like some people, you you would uh, overlook the fact that all the submissions that he's gotten are from uh, over like bombs, like legit bombs, guys that like 0-0 records, 0-2 records, bunch of Chinese regional guys where you don't know, man. You might give them a bowl of soup and they'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll let you submit me around one. You don't know what's going on over there. You literally don't. <laughs> you can't argue. You can't argue with me. Say you do know what's going on over there. You don't. So, um, so that's going on over um with his uh, submission record, you know, grappling and stuff like that, and I feel that. Uh, Kevin Juice says and be able to mix it up, uh, up, down, you know, jab, kick, low kick, you know, get a takedown, be opportunistic, and find the big moments. Avoid the big shots of Song Kanon and, uh, and, and edge out this victory. And now we're getting him 
slight juice. Let it keep coming in. I bet him minus 135 comes in, you know, a bit more. I'll hit it again. Let's do it. Kevin Juset. Viva yeah. France. I, I tend to agree. I think the line has come in Keep a agreeing little too with me, much. Keep agreeing I think with that me. we should we should be seeing a striking fight here. I don't expect grappling from either guy. I guess it's possible from Giuseppe, but I would still say Giuseppe's been five rounds before as well. Unlikely. Uh, I think the the calf kicks will be a big weapon for Giuseppe. Um, you know, just Song being like a heavy lead leg striker. Uh, you know, what I kind think of striker were you? Versatile. Anyway, um, so I think that the fight should probably end inside the distance as well. I mean, I think that these guys are just going to be standing on the feet and, and, and hitting each other a lot in the head. And I do think any either guy could fall. But I, I tend to think that at this price, the best bet is probably Juicette at minus 130. And, uh, you know, I, the only thing I could think of that, that wouldn't be good for our Juicette side is his first win in the UFC was just so easy. I mean, that guy, the Kiefer Crosby, total bum opponent. Uh, I hope we're not, you know, overrating him just on that performance. That was my um, best bet on that event. That's why uh, that was a good one. I, I, I had just one unit on, on his money line there, but yeah, I mean, he made that shit look real, real easy. Um, but, uh, you know, just a big market overcorrection here for Song compared to his last fight, you know. Bedoya's a bum, dude. Bedoya is horrible. This guy, Giuseppe, yeah. would beat Bedoya, dude. He would. For sure. I would. Sure. So I'm just saying, like, like I think it sometimes is good to, to, to mention that. Like, um, I'm not a big MMA math person, but I am a big, um, I'll tell you if I would favor. And I would definitely favor Giuseppe to be Bedoya. So I don't think it's, um, like, people are acting like, oh, so can we? This guy doesn't have that much experience, dude. I mean, I mean, he does have a lot of experience. I mean, let me just say that. But um, a lot of the fights are like hand-picked fucking fights over there in China and shit. Like, and so he's okay. Dude. On zero and two, zero and two in Las Vegas, knocked out both times. Uh, once versus Max Griffin in round one. Oh, his only fight in the Apex was a round one knockout loss, and then he lost to uh, yeah, Gary. Uh, I would take. Actually- I would take. I would take um, Song by decision if I like. Yeah. So that's going to take us to the next fight, which is Hyunsung Park versus Shannon Ross. Park, massive Oof. favorite versus is minus 650. Shannon Ross plus 475. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll just make this one quick before I pass it to you. I mean, I don't think Park is any good, but it's never Shannon Ross. Uh, he, I believe, was in the, like, around like 15th worst fighters of the past three years on my list. And yeah. I think he might even deserve <laughs> yeah. to be a little higher. Than you need that. to revise that list. Uh, I do. I do. Yeah. I need to. I'll do a checkup on it. But I mean, this guy's, I mean, he got knocked out of the contender series. Not a competitive fight. Got dropped three or four times. Got knocked out in 60 seconds. Got knocked out in 15 seconds. And they're giving him another fight. So this is a total charity fight from this guy or from the UFC. And, you know, Park doesn't look very good to me, but he's going to find a way to probably destroy Ross here. So no interest in any bets for me. Um, I, I got Shannon Ross. I'll pick Shannon Ross to win. I think Park, Park sucks. I don't like him. So I'll pick Shannon Ross. Yo, this guy's IT line is minus 375. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to win. He's going to lose. That's he wild. he 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 beat the the last guy he beat. I remember because I kind of like the other guy. He's like a slight favorite, but yeah, I I feel like Shannon. The thing is, Shannon Ross just needs to out cardio this. Guy. I mean, he's got good enough cardio. The last guy that he beat I felt that he beat um because of his conditioning, and I don't think there's gonna be a problem for Shannon Ross. He just gotta beat his shins. So let's go, let's go, Shannon. 
He would go I Shannon. Hope he, I hope I hope he gets laid out and like has to get pulled pulled off on a stretcher or something. So. Here we go, Shannon. Next fight is a fight we talked about last week. Um, well, it's about one fifty five now. It got canceled last time. Mel Costa versus Steve Garcia. Odds for this one have Costa minus two forty, Garcia plus two hundred five. Your turn to to go first on this one. Um, I got see. Uh, I'm I'm just backing Steve Garcia here. Small bet here. We're back up at one fifty five. Small cage. Hopefully, Steve Garcia is out there throwing bombs. If not, probably Costa just ends up taking his back some, somehow and choking him out. But I'm gonna go for that not happening. But I think this fight also go under. I think the under has been bet, but I go under and I like Steve Garcia money line. Yeah, the last time I liked um, Mel sub 2-3, I think we got 12-1 to 1 on it uh, just because Garcia is just an, an all-action fighter, um, and he can be hurt on the feet. I think the southpaw striking of Costa will give Garcia some problems. I do think that Costa is the better you know, technical fighter, but Garcia goes for it. He, he, he does have that dog in him, I, I believe, uh, but he can get taken down and get his back taken like we saw in the Luis Pena fight, just got backpacked all three rounds there. And I think um, if this is fought at a high pace, I think I could see him getting taken down and having his back taken in the second and third and uh, possibly getting submitted. So I'll be looking to play that sub two, three again. Uh, But, you know, I wonder who, um, I guess, well, they said Garcia was sick last time. I I mean, that probably just means weight cut troubles. And now he doesn't have to cut as much weight, but still will have to cut some in a 155. So I think this. Watch Melosa now miss weight, bro. Watch. That would be funny. I think the circumstances around the the change favor Costa. So um, enough about that one. Moving on to the first of two women's fights on these prelims. Stephanie Edgar taking on Luana Santos. Odds of this one have Santos minus 161, Stephanie Egger plus 141. I think Egger is no good, and uh, I would only be looking to bet Santos or or pass in this one. It is a woman with only one MMA or one UFC fight. She's less experienced than Egger. Egger has much more UFC experience. Um, but I, I do think Santos is definitely the better striker of the two. She does have some some pretty good intent behind her punches. She's a bit sloppy and can kind of get overextended at times. But if anyone is having success while standing here, I do think it's pretty clearly going to be Santos. And all Eggers fights are the same. It's just some slop, waiting, waiting. They, they clinch up. There's some sloppy head and arm throw or sloppy judo throw. Then either she ends up on top, she ends up on bottom, and then she they typically trade t- top and bottom position. Either she's going to be on top and she's going to lose it, or she's going to be on bottom and rally back up to the feet. Uh, so she can be dangerous with her submissions at, at times, but I think Santos is a pretty capable grappler herself. Uh, we've seen a few of, of her fights where she's taken down her opponents and you know maintained top position pretty well. Uh, so I think that the ground here is going to be close. It all comes down to who lands their, their sloppy judo throw. Both have judo backgrounds. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll slightly side with Santos here um, because I think she's a better striker. I think probably the cardio, the longer fight favors her. And I think Edgar is just a, a bum who makes a lot, a lot of mistakes. And Santos is only 23. She's got a, you know, a bright future ahead of her likely. Um, but I haven't decided if I'm going to lay any juice on Santos. But once again, it's Santos or nothing on this one. Uh, what are you thinking here? Um, I, I prefer the Santos side for sure. Just, I mean, I'm just with some of these judo things. Like, I mean, if Santos doesn't know that the only way that she really loses is by 
getting judo sauce by this lady after it happening to her in her LFA career as well. Like, whatever. But in her last fight, she knew, hey, I, I'm way quicker than this girl. I'm, I have way better strikes. Like, let me just pound it, like, just go ham on her, berserker mode. And it worked out. So I think that her judo should maybe help her stay away. Whatever it is, I don't know. I just don't like that Stephanie Erger is harmless, doesn't throw strikes, uh, very good strikes, doesn't really throw strikes on the ground that much. And I think she's going to have a hard time probably consolidating some positions. So I'll take Luana Santos. Um, but you know, I, I can't, can't lay over like 170 on this. That's a good oh. point. Like the control of these two, if anyone is like getting on top of the grappling and like keeping it, I think it's Santos. We like Egger just doesn't specialize in keeping positions. She gets a good position and then there's like a scramble and she looks to throw a submission in. And if not, she's going to probably end up on bottom or it's going to go back to the feet. So if anybody has the better top position of the two, I think it is Santos. So I think I think Santos should win. Um, it's just not an easy click for uh, a woman at minus 160 with this little experience. But that's going to bring us to the second to last fight. Flyweight fight, Tatsuru Tyra taking on Carlos Hernandez. Odds for this one have Tyra minus 625, Hernandez plus 450. And your turn to start this one. Oh, lucky me. Um, yeah, I honestly don't really give a shit about this fight. Most, mostly because uh, Carlos Hernandez stole that win from Victor. Never forgive him. But, uh, I mean, Carlos is, has a lot of experience. I won that head-to-head head there. Sure. He's not that bad of a grappler. But athletically, he's bad. I, I was disappointed when he got choked out by Nascimento. You know, he kind of got, like, his grappling looked not very strong there. So, probably happens here. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But if he is able to uh, lock up some of Tyra's, you know, advancements and stuff like that, he's got good cardio. And Tyra, in his last fight, slowed down a little bit. So he could be tough late. But I'm not sure if he gets there. So. I looked into this one. I did. I looked oh, into it. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. lucky And us. I'm going to be taking a small dog shot on carlos hernandez i mean 450 i think is a big number and i, I think it's probably going to still go up it was 400 yesterday and people i think are just gonna keep on parlaying um you know i see some similarities to the the nascimento fight obviously he got taken down in backpack there but i think nascimento is honestly a good bit better than tyra and i think that tyra's last fight against chira is just overall a bad look for him in, in all areas I mean, in round one, he got kind of stumbled with a punch. And Chires, you know, his dumbass went for a guillotine attempt, ended on bottom, lost himself the round. Round two, uh, you know, he just went for a guillotine. It failed. He, end, he ended on bottom for two minutes. What does he do right at the start of round two? He jumps guillotine on a takedown, ends on bottom for four minutes, just shoulders flat on the mat the entire time. And then in the third round, uh, not a whole lot's happening. And in the last 30 seconds, Chires goes for one last guillotine, and he actually gets a really, really good bite on it. And he might have honestly finished this if this fight lasted another 15 seconds. I mean, he had a totally mounted mounted guillotine, and he might have honestly tapped him. And he he won the third round there. So um, It's mad I, funny that Chires has, like, a good guillotine. I just find that shit hilarious. Right. He's, like, the, the only Mexican fighter with a good guillotine. Um, but... <laughs> Chires, I mean, he dropped him with the punch in round one. He wobbled him, you know, st- I wouldn't say dropped him, but he stumbled him good with the punch in round one. He had a deep submission in the third round. I mean, that fight was a winnable fight for Chires. And 
um, Tyra was what minus 900 there. I mean, he, he underperformed in that fight by good margin. And I, I think that Tyra's striking is very underdeveloped. I don't think his wrestling is anything, you know, fantastic. Obviously his jujitsu, his control, his back take game is very good. But I think Carlos Hernandez is the much better striker of the two. I think when this stays on the feet, Hernandez will be winning um, fairly clearly. You know, it is flyweight. These guys, you know, are quick, and and I don't think he's going to blow Tyra out of the water. But I think Hernandez has sharp boxing, like above average boxing for, for the weight class. And then Hernandez, I've seen good things from his takedown defense as well. We we saw him um, stuff some shots uh, and get up from shots in the Barres fight. We saw him... Um, get up well from some takedowns in the Bondar fight. And I was rewatching that Bondar fight and, you know, he got taken down two times in that fight and he bounced back up to his feet and was back at distance within 10 seconds of both of them. And in the third round, he was pushing the pace. He was coming forward. And I, I don't think he slowed down one bit in that fight. He was fighting at a, a high pace. Um, you know, he, he won decisions off of Alta Morano and Beres, And I just think he's a good round winner. You know, he's, he's been in the decision five times in his career and he's five and one in those decisions. Um, so I think if he can, you know, obviously avoid being taken down and have his back taken here. And even if he does get taken down, I think he's going to hustle his way up, make Tyra work. And I think this one is going to play out closer than the odds, uh, indicate. And obviously if Tyra is looking minus six twenty five he's going to be looking to submit him. So I don't know why, you know, the the sub is is plus money, right? It's plus 120 on Tyra sub and his money line is, is near 600. So one of those lines has to be wrong. Um, So I, I'm looking to take a small shot on Hernandez here, but I've been a, I've been a Hernandez backer in the past few of his fights, bet on him three times in a row. So I like the guy. I'm, I'm going to go one more on him here. And that's going to take us to the 11th and final fight, the second women's fight on the card, women's flyweight division, uh, strawweight division, two women making their UFC debuts, Rayan Dos Santos taking on Talita Alencar, a couple of women coming off the contender series. Odds for this one have Amanda Dos Santos minus 150, Alencar plus 130. I looked into both of these women, and I think Alencar is decent. I think her striking is is solid. You know, I don't think it's anything special. It's certainly better than Alan Carr's. Uh, and I don't think I've seen any glaringly bad tape of her being taken down. Um, but Alan Carr, we know what her game plan is. She is not a good striker. She's not looking to keep the fight standing. She's looking to close the distance, get takedowns. And I think her takedowns are not bad, honestly. And you have a, a woman in Alan Carr who is just a reliable women's wrestler. She's going to the entire time while she's conscious in this fight, she's going to be coming forward uh, in the small cage looking to get these takedowns. And that goes a real, real long way in women's MMA. And with us not having like a, a real clear analog of Dos Santos's uh, takedown defense, I don't understand how anybody would be backing her at juice uh, when Alan Carr is just going to pursue nonstop takedowns. I mean, look at her last fight. She was fighting that that big bitch Luciano. Uh, you know, good striker. And what Alan Carr didn't give a fuck. She took, took her down and, and kept her down in the first two rounds. Apparently Alan Carr took that fight on short notice as well. So that explains why she, uh, you know, it was kind of gassed and got outstruck in the third round there. So uh, I just think for a woman who's going to relentlessly pursue takedowns, I do not mind a dog shot on her for one unit here. Plus one thirty-eight odds on Talita Alan Carr in this, uh, this women's fight. What do you got here? First fight on the card. I'd like to, I'd like mm. to hear a bet from you. Mm, mm, that, that's who you want. 
So did you watch the uh what what's the other girl's name? Not uh Alan Carr. What's the Amanda other girl's Dos name? Santos? Amanda no, or Santos. No, no, no. Who are we fighting? Alan Carr is fighting. What's the other girl's name? Yeah, yeah. Amanda Dos Santos. That's her name. Oh, okay. Excuse me. So did you see the Jillian DeCorsi fight? I I very fast forwarded through it. I did not spend much time on so, that one. <laughs> so Jillian DeCourcy, like the thing with Jillian DeCourcy is like she she's from originally the New York area. She is not. She should not be fighting a one hundred and five. Okay. So did you? I don't know if you mentioned that. The, that she this blocked thing, me on Twitter. That bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what. I'd, uh, I don't know what I did to get deserved to do that. She blocked me. Oh my God, Martian. I can't believe it. Of course, she would be blocking you. Of course. That makes total sense. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, I'm like, I, I'm not friends with her, but, you know, I've seen her, whatever. She's been, I think, uh, like a few train, whatever. Anyway, she, she shouldn't be at 105. Like, that's like a big cut for her. Like, she, even though she is maybe five foot five, whatever, five, or, Maybe five foot two, excuse me. Um, she shouldn't be at 105. She's like, you know, 125 or something like that. Whatever. Either way, that fight was not that impressive to me. You know, obviously this girl, she throws some solid strikes overall, and you know, she she's obviously not bad. I don't think she's bad. But what I noticed is that sometimes like she was not that active as there are some points in that fight, and Jillian is just not that good of a striker. So um she couldn't really threaten her, and then she's also not really a good wrestler. So couldn't really get to takedowns. And then being at 105 really sapped any kind of power I felt or like zip and stuff like that that she uh, she had. And I feel like Alan Carr is kind of just like best built. This is a 105 is a, or 115, I should say, is a good division for her. Strong girl in the Tabitha Ricci mold, um, but is, is maybe even more aggressive for going for the takedowns. Should work, I think, against this girl. I think this girl... Sometimes also will uh, look to counter grapple, which will just send them down a, a, a path of more grappling. Um, and I think that she will be able to consolidate some positioning. And we got dog money for a female a female MMA fight. We like that. So we're on Alan Carr as well. Let's go. Get better than plus like 130, though. 30, 25. Sounds good. We're aligning on the first fight on the card. Hopefully, we could start it off with a plus money women's winner. And yes, that'll like do those. it. That'll do it for this card. Pretty medium. We like card. women. But um, you want to go first, or do you want me to go first with the FMKs? No, please do your. I worst. got my. I got mine ready to lock and load. Let let three, it off. Three slight favorites. Number one would be Luana Santos minus one six one. Okay. Next, we got the Iron Turtle Junyun Park minus one six two, and then Oof. we got uh, a little bit, little bit of juice on Juicette minus one thirty. Nice, I love those. I love all of these bets. I endorse all. I don't love all of them. I don't love you want some but I do love. So I'm gonna fuck. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna fuck uh, Kevin Juicette minus one thirty. The Frenchman. He's he's internationally traveled, made the UFC in only eleven fights. Has been five rounds before. Has uh, city kickboxing at his back. He and trains in Aotearoa. Don't forget that. Fuck, I don't know. Couldn't point that out on the map, but that's where where he trains at. And I think that he's gonna do good in this fight. So I'm gonna fuck him. I'm gonna marry uh, John Young Park. Obviously, the jab, well rounded. The dance. The dance, I'm looking for that at the end of the night. I'm looking for that during the night. That's what I'm looking for. 
So I'm marrying that. And then I'm killing, uh, what's her name? Luana Santos. I, I mm. could kill her. I could take her out with my bare hands. That's yeah. cool. All right. Now coming back, <laughs> coming back at you, Martian. All right. So I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you Wait, Jamie just, Malarkey. Just- just to gather your thoughts there for uh, yes. one second, just, right. I'll talk. Uh, last week, right. I gave three bets, Darius, Guida, Green, dead, all of them. And then nice. I, and then you gave me Selecki, Green, Tur- oh, no, I gave, those are the three you gave me, excuse me. And then I gave you Selecki, Brady, Green, Turner, GTD. So f- five out of six lost last week. So let's hope nice. we feel a little better. Sweet. So I'm going to give you Tatsura, Tyra, and Hernandez goes the distance at uh, plus 125 or one thirty. That's not available that many places, but we're in that area. I'm gonna give you Jamie Malarkey at uh, plus one sixty, and then lastly, you can have uh, Sumadurji plus one twenty, one twenty five, depending on where you shop. So FMK those three. Mm, those are tough. Those are mm. tough because I'm 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 not liking the looks of any of them. So I'm actually gonna have to think about this one and weigh them out. Oh, mm. nice using your brain. Okay, so wow, I I never expected to to be marrying this guy, which would be I'm marrying Jamie Malarkey. I I think wow. that the with the odds and his chances to win the fight, I think I, I like that bet the most out of all of them, which will lead me to 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 fuck the small Chinese man Sumu Darji. Um, think that he's got a decent chance on short notice against Elliot. There leads me to kill the Tyra GTD. Um. I think that if obviously my boy Hernandez is doing good, the GTD looks good. But if Tyra is doing good, then that 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 rear naked choke is probably going to be available for him. So I'm gonna go ahead and kill that one. Sick, nice. That is sick. That is enough from us. We got you out of here in under an hour for this short card. Uh, thank you for tuning in for our 99th episode. Last mm-hmm. episode of 2023 will be our 100th episode for the 100. AMP. Big pay-per-view going down at the end hey. of the year. We got two title fights. We got the hey. the, the uh, Pantoja Roy Vall rematch. We got Colby Covington versus uh, Leon Edwards for the title. So we got a good one. Bryce Mitchell versus Josh Emmett. It's a nice banger. Yeah, to that's add. a good one. That's better than the Giga uh, fight. Low key to me. Um, Luke and Gary. Uh, Patty Patty Pimblett and and Ferguson Shavkat and, and Wonder Boy. Randy uh, Brown versus Muslim Salikov. Chill, 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 chill. That's not that we don't mention. We don't mention shit like that. Yeah, um, we do. Yeah, we do. He's part of Northeast Box. Just a good card. I'm excited for that mm-hmm. one. My boy Andre Feely, he's one of my favorite fighters on that card. So uh yeah, we'll be back <laughs> uh, with with an action <laughs> with an action pack. Action pack. Who's Andre Feely fighting? Who the fuck is he fighting? Lucas Almeida. The guy Hopefully who Lucas Almeida knocked him out. No, no shot. Um, Anyway, that's enough from us this week. Thank you all for listening. Hope you all win some bets. We'll see you all next week. Peace out, everyone.